This episode is about accidents and falls, the symptoms to look out for, where accidents and falls can accumulate in the body and the nervous system, as well as how to heal trauma from impacts and falls, accidents. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration, and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, alive now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. So before we jump into the episode today, just a little update on me and this episode two weeks ago I did on authentic relating my wedding and codependency, releasing codependency. No, I didn't actually get married, but um, it was like a union within myself. And you can hear about this sort of inner outer experience through um a relationship that I was having that was um, no strings attached. And at the end of it, I was feeling like, wow, I am recalibrating. And the energy between that I was placing because of myself, that I was placing between me and this person cleared up a lot. And I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to see them again. And um in the aftermath of all that, it actually felt really nice. I just feel at ease and surrendered to whatever happens between us and whatever doesn't happen as well, although I would like to see that person again. But it feels a lot easier, like I'm not feeling like I'm pressuring the situation to be anything than what it really is. So if you're interested in hearing about that, and um, tuning into that episode, it's at candicewu.com slash authentic relating. Just wanted to give you a little update on it. And it relates to this episode too, because I talk a little bit about the bike falls that I had, the bike accidents that really brought to the surface some of the things that I needed to look at in my life at that time. And um, it led to all sorts of different connections. And in this episode, I want to talk about accidents and falls. So if you're anything like me, when I would fall when I was younger, I would just get back up quickly and carry on. And I actually don't know how that would affect me other than I was really embarrassed. And I hated being embarrassed. I I thought I would just burst into tears and then get more embarrassed if um, people saw me fall or trip or stumble. And that was a whole paradigm of being that, and I wanted people to see me as happy, as good, as skillful and smart. And I just, I didn't feel that way when I was growing up. 
So then getting a little older, I still held that habit. Like when I fell, I would just get right back up. And it wasn't until I learned about somatic experiencing. And one part of the work is working with accidents, falls, even surgeries, and other very physical traumatic experiences or potentially traumatic experiences. It wasn't until I learned about it through SE that I realized that getting up after falling or some sort of accident and just carrying on and moving forward could potentially be one of the worst things that I could do for my body. When I was in Chicago about mm, five years ago, I was on my bike. I didn't have a helmet on, which was big mistake, especially in Chicago on the streets. I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking. I was on my way to something that was work-related, and I just honestly didn't want to go to it. And I could feel myself being stressed overall. And this was just one more thing that I couldn't say no to. And um, yeah, overall, my boundaries were not so good at that point of self-care and what was good for my life, a good amount of work in my life. I just kept saying yes to everything. So I was riding my bike and I got doored meaning someone flung open their door right as I was passing. He didn't even look. And it all happened way too fast. So his car door flung into my bike. Luckily, it didn't hit my fingers, but it hit the side of my bike somewhere. I fell off my bike and hit the ground on my hip on the left side of my body. Luckily, my head didn't hit the ground. I was able to manage keeping my head lifted up. And as I was down, I was able to look back and see that there was a car coming. And this street wasn't like super fast driving speed limit street, luckily. And that car obviously saw me. But when I saw that car, I just quickly scurried, grabbed my bike and pulled over to the side curb, sat down, and I was just in a bit of shock. I started crying, and the man came over and was like, do you want some Kleenex? And I was so mad at him. I was just like, no, no. I, no, just, I'm okay. And I just wanted him to leave me alone. And I sat there while he sat there for a few minutes, and I was like, I'm fine. And I couldn't even in that moment have the uh, mental capacity to ask him for his license and his insurance information and phone number. I just was like, no, I'm fine. And, and he just left. So here I am. I start walking now. I call my um, supervisor at the time and I just said, I'm not able to get there. And, oh, she was so kind and also knows SE. So luckily she was like, just slow down. Maybe you shouldn't get back on your bike. So I sat in the grass in um, this sort of subdivision area or 
neighborhood area. And I just cried and I did a little bit of the SE work that I knew how to do, even though at that point, I think I was, I had already had some of the training, but not fully through it. And um, I had learned a lot of somatic therapy in other ways. So I was able to do some something for myself. And the interesting thing is that I had never really worked on it beyond that aftermath, besides going to a chiropractor and having some massage therapy, which is also very good to have if you like your practitioners and um, they're in tune with you. But a couple of years later, I was doing ballet and I kept stumbling and falling on my left side. And it felt like that whole accident was getting brought back up again. And when I did work on it with a somatic experiencing practitioner, it revealed so much trauma that was just waiting for me to complete. And what I mean is that there were things that my body instinctually wanted to do and things I wanted to happen that in that flash of a moment where time just happens so quickly, the accident happens so, so quickly, the impact happens and there isn't much time to do anything. And then here's this car coming from behind that uh, there were things that wanted to happen that didn't get to. And when that impulse arises from the body innately, naturally, and doesn't get to be used, it locks into the body and the nervous system feels as if it's not safe yet. It may not even recognize that you're alive in a fully integrated way. It may not recognize you're okay in an integrated way. And so it feels as if you're still in the middle of the danger and the threat, especially because time is compressed into this quick moment when it happens. So when I worked on it, I actually wanted to not get up and I wanted my body to just be able to lie there because it was in pain. And I wanted to turn around and tell this car that was behind me to stop using my hands and my like x-ray vision force. Not x-ray vision, I don't know, laser beam eyes or something that was just like, back off and stop. And um, that was also connecting with my boundaries. As I had said, my boundaries were not so good. And there was something in me that wanted to be able to have stronger physical and energetic and lifestyle boundaries. And that meaning was coming up through that work while I was imagining stopping that car with my hands, with my energy, my force, which none of this really needs to make logical sense. And it can be healing. While all that was happening, I felt these meanings come up like, wow, I really needed that. And some grief was coming up too for what happened in the accident, but for times that I didn't have boundaries and maybe suffered for it, times I didn't get what I needed. And in this moment of the accident, what I needed was to be able to lie there. What I wanted was someone loving to be there next to me 
and that didn't happen. Instead, I got this man that swung his door open at me without looking um, carelessly. And so there was all this rage that wanted to come through at this man that I didn't because I did the socially appropriate thing. And also I didn't have it in me to even tell him I was angry or anything like that. Um, But these layers of things wanted to happen. So I wanted to scream so as to alert this man before it even happened as if I could, you know, if I did see this all happen slowly, I could see that he was in the car and to give some warning or to even drive out of the way so I wouldn't, I wouldn't get impacted. But then in the aftermath, the rage that wanted to come through the anger, that was all connected to anger and rage of my childhood and probably even in other lifetimes or dimensions or experiences ways of being that I've held that I had a lot of anger for my father and different ways that I could not have what I needed with him and different ways that when he was careless or wasn't thinking of me I wanted him to, wanted him to be thinking of me, wanted him to see the impact he was making on me and not make it, not create, well, not create the the painful impacts um, that he continually did when I was younger. So all of this was a physical experience. And yet for me, it opened up all of these different attachment issues boundary issues and um, painful experiences in this life and probably other lifetimes or dimensions, however you look at that. And if you don't see it that way, then just the layering of, you know, my and my ancestry, the experiences in my body, and also the collective, the archetypal. So when we have an accident, or a fall, usually it happens quickly, quick, too quick for us to stop it. And there's some part of us, our body, our nervous system, our very animal being that needs to know that we can protect ourselves. And when it misses the moment because the accident happened so fast, it feels as if it hasn't protected itself. And it wants to do so. It wants to complete that. So then we repeat something again. And this this goes for our emotional trauma, relational trauma, as well as our physical traumas. We repeat them. You know, when you find yourself in the same situation again with an intimate partner or a friendship similar to what you had when you were younger with your father or your mother or Um, someone who took care of you or something, something that's painful happens again. You're like, why does this happen to me? Well, it's, it's likely your body and your being wants to integrate it. It wants to renegotiate what happened. So a new outcome happens, one that leaves you feeling empowered, 
gives you this opportunity to reclaim all of your emotions that are necessary and showed up naturally in that instance, whether it got felt or not, and a chance to feel like you have protected yourself, you have survived, and you're even stronger for it. And even animals in the wild, they will do something called pronking, where they just, (laughs) gazelles are the funnest to watch. They like jump up and almost like leap in the air and they're just bouncing around like, I'm alive, I made it. After they shake off all the survival energy that um, came up to help them survive and the fear that's embedded in the survival energy to keep them alert and able to either defend themselves, run away, fight, bite, scream. I mean, sometimes they make noise, but usually they do all the other things. But as humans, we may need to scream. We may need have needed to scream when it happened, but nothing came out of our mouths. We ha- may have wanted someone loving to be there instead of who was there or instead of being alone. We may have wanted more time, like I did, to just lie there on the ground and feel the pain of this asphalt and my body making contact and the the movements in my body, the pain that was moving around, the energy that was flooding my system for that to find its own way up to the place where my body could reconnect with the earth as a safe place because the fall and the landing, the hit was so unsafe. And uh, as a sidebar too, when I was renegotiating that, that the earth was now a, a soft, I imagined like soft pillows landing on soft pillows. So even things that could be unrealistic to our logical mind, our body may have wanted. And my body wanted to fall on just soft, cushy pillows. And so while I was working with this through somatic experiencing, we had put down a bunch of soft pillows and blankets and I did the fall in slow motion and landed on these pillows really slowly. So my body got time to integrate it. And it was such a relief to feel these pillows underneath me where the fall had actually taken place before. So we're not redoing the accident the way it happened, but redoing all of the outcomes that didn't happen that the body wanted to happen. And when I was lying there with these pillows, feeling this fluffy cloud-like experience, so much was happening in my body. And then eventually, I, I had been lying there still for a while. And I think my body was releasing some of the shock trauma. And eventually, I think my toes wanted to move first and my ankle. And I was just kind of like moving my ankle around, letting it sweep against the floor and the pillows. And eventually a little more movement came and I felt like I was a baby again, learning how to move my legs 
and to make contact with the ground and use my muscles. So that was cool too. And people were witnessing the practitioner I was working with and um, some students. And so (laughs) it was really wonderful to feel that others were witnessing these little micro movements that when I was a baby, I don't remember that much attention to to these little movements of my body and, and the presence that I was getting in that moment. The um, awareness and the depth of awareness that people were having by witnessing, that was a really cool experience. So you can imagine what might come up if you've had an accident or a fall, even if you thought it was minor. You might notice symptoms later. You might not. And I didn't notice symptoms for a long time of the falls that I had previously had until I had some more and until I repeated some of them. Some of the symptoms I notice in myself just over the span of my first probably like 30 years of life, maybe 28 years, is uh, that I would lose my balance a lot. I might like walk around a corner and hit my elbow against something. I was clumsy, just like my mom. I thought it was just something you grew up with or that um, was just part of you. But it's likely that the body is in overwhelm and the awareness isn't in all the places in the body so that you have that proprioceptive awareness, the awareness of where your body is in space and time starts to lose itself if the nervous system feels overwhelmed, if your body is in a state of survival, whether that is through physical trauma or through emotional experiences, relational experiences, early attachment experiences, and other kinds of abuse or trauma. If you have a repeating injury, as I said, something that keeps happening in a similar way, maybe not exactly the same way, you can start to have different aches and pains. And a lot of people chalk it up to getting old. I, mm, a big portion of that, I just don't buy it. I think that there's a lot of trauma stored up in our bodies. And we may not get to it all. It's not our fault. And we're not responsible, I would say. You know, it's only if you want to do it. But to say it's just because I'm getting old, I think is really missing these opportunities, these windows that give us a way to feel better in our bodies. But it's also a good way to to not look at something if we're also that overwhelmed. And that might be an outcome too of having accidents or falls or even one accident or fall a car accident, uh, something, a slip and fall, where our body feels like it was in danger. You might have different, a feeling of like a tweak in your body, your shoulder, your hip. Maybe a different injury starts to form from that. The body starts to compensate and different muscles start to pull different areas, different bones, 
and everything starts to compress in different ways. There's a bracing that happens when we have accidents or falls that can continue to get worse. You might get headaches or migraines. Your vision might not be as clear. You know, the sense that you're kind of feeling blurry or you might feel like a hypervision. Like you can't stop like darting your eyes or looking around. And that's really a matter of if your body got into a state of overwhelm and shut down, a dorsal vagal experience, or if it is still left in a sympathetic arousal state where you're trying to find a way out or fight or do something to protect yourself, a fight or flight, so to say. Your eyes might be stressed and have tension around them, your jaw. There might be a held back scream or yelling or words or statement, statements that wanted to come out that didn't get to, so maybe even the throat. You might be hypersensitive to sounds or certain sounds may trigger you. And they may be related to the accident and what happened during it, the sounds that happened during it. You might just feel off or feel numbed or overwhelmed easily, stressed easily, triggered easily, or irritable, fatigued, just not good in your body. Nervousness or fear or anxiety or easy to feel tears, easy to feel emotional in some way. I felt a lot of buildup in my lower um, skull and neck, even though I didn't have a headache. It was like I could feel the tension building. It might be harder to think clearly, to use your brain in different ways or problem solve. You might fear going that same route that you did when the accident happened or being on your bike if the accident happened on your bike the, the circumstances of how it happened might bring fear or anxiety or you might just avoid it and there could be other symptoms as well that begin to happen ah your sleep might be disturbed your body might feel like it's still in that survival state and not okay not able to rest if you want to learn a little more about polyvagal theory and uh, the overwhelm state, the freeze or tonic immobility state that I'm referring to, the dorsal vagal response, I did an episode about overwhelm and you can find it at candiswoo.com slash overwhelm. There you can also find ways to bring some safety to your body so that your body feels less overwhelmed and it can begin to heal whatever's going on. But in this particular episode, we're going to talk about a few things that you can do. While I totally recommend working with a practitioner that works with accidents and falls through a somatic experiencing lens or through some other modality that can reintegrate the trauma, I don't know of any others, but I think that there probably are. And there are ways that I've worked through it through a spiritual and somatic combination, uh, a lens that way that has really helped me. So while I, I recommend working with someone because when we have an accident or we get hurt, 
it can be so comforting to have someone that is soothing to you, that you feel you want to have there to comfort you and um, to support your body in feeling like, oh, I am okay, I am alive. And here's this lovely person here, here with me, just being with me. But this episode is to give you a little idea of some of the things that you could do or a reminder if you're already a somatic experiencing um, student or practitioner or someone who has delved into that world and might be able to do some of this for yourself feel if you feel equipped to do that um, or just to give you an idea so that if you want to be doing this work for yourself it can really unfold into a lot of depth So before we just jump into those few tips, I want to emphasize again that when we have a high impact experience, it usually happens so fast that it becomes a traumatic experience for our body because we cannot integrate everything that happened in that with that speed, that impact, and that in that short amount of time. So just to refer back to trauma, trauma is when there's something that wanted to happen that didn't get to when we were in a fearful or scary or uncomfortable or overwhelming situation. So trauma isn't the thing that happened. It's the areas that we wanted to act or things that we wanted to happen that didn't get to. And when that locks into the body, it becomes tension, it becomes illness, disease, it becomes the low-level anxiety or high-level anxiety eventually that just starts accumulating over time and we just start to feel bad or depressed. Our body starts to shut down because it's overwhelmed by all these things that built up. So the point of healing this trauma is to renegotiate what happened, to allow the body to digest pieces of what happened, to digest that you're alive now and that you made it, you're okay. Because if you're listening to this episode, you are okay, you are here. And to give your body the space and time and support and resource that it may not have had whatever it didn't have when the thing happened or when the things happened. The thing with high impact experiences, accidents and falls is that they can bring up, as I mentioned, attachment experiences, early relational experiences that were painful. It can also bring up sexual abuse or other abuse situations that were intense. So when you're doing this work, if you're whether or not you're aware, you know, sometimes you're not aware of the um, traumas that have happened to you. They've been repressed so well, but maybe you have a sense that something happened or maybe you know. And if you do know, then be prepared for that. Maybe get support for that then, or um, be aware that your body might be in a, a larger state of overwhelm due to other traumas. For me, I didn't have sexual abuse in this life, but 
when I was working with these falls from um, falling off a horse while cantering, I kept falling on the left side again of my body, similar fall. And it did resemble this bike accident. And I worked with it through SE, like that model, and it just wasn't cutting it. I felt like it was a huge amount of fear that didn't seem to be attached to the bike accident or this falling off the horse two times. And eventually I realized that it was a past life trauma and it unfolded into this whole um, trauma where I was Native American and got struck off my horse and then brutally raped. I didn't really need to know the details at that time. I just needed to know it was a past life and to tell my past life self that I'm alive now and this is a different life and to see what I learned from that past life, take the meanings and the wisdom from it and to let that part of myself come back to me now or go to the light. I can't remember which I did at the time. And that, you know, whether you not or not you believe in these things, I didn't know if I believed in them at that time, but doing these things, letting myself imagine it helped me feel at ease. I talk a little bit more about that past life experience because it unfolded way more um, like a year later. And I talk about it in the episode um, at candacecom slash elbow wisdom, where uh, I talk about a camping trip and how I was holding a knife while I was sleeping and terrified because I was all alone in the rustic area. And um, my body was wanting to reintegrate or integrate that fear from having been assaulted at night and that my worst fear was getting raped by someone and no one being able to hear me, which is precisely what happened uh, in the visions that came to me, the downloads that came to me about my past life. So I wasn't really prepared for these things to come up, and they did. And I think it, it changes things because I am open to those things coming up, whereas in the past I wasn't open, and I those things just didn't come up at all. Like I saw things more physically or unidimensionally in certain ways. Um, but something that did change my view on it was the Celestine prophecy. Um, there are a bunch of insights, I think 10 in the first book or something, or nine insights about the way energy works and the way our existence works. And there's a book, um, you know, the sequel to the sequel, The 12th Insight. I really liked that one because it helped me when uh, one time, I was in Chicago. I was walking to my friend's house at night and I got this text message. And so I checked it and responded right away. And as soon as I did that, I stepped into a large hole in the ground, like right in the middle of the road that some construction was happening on. And I rolled my ankle and it's an ankle I had rolled before. So again, a repeat accident. So when I used the insight from the 12th insight, um, James Redfield is the author of this series. It helps me to see and connect 
even the wisdom of the chakras, that each part of the body holds the energy and the themes and the paradigms that you believe in, and the wounds, the experiences that accumulate over time, over lifetimes, over the ancestry, over all the ways that we can collect information. And that while that injury was a bit of a fluke, like I could just be like, oh yeah, I'm clumsy and chalk it up to that, which I was, I was clumsy, (laughs) but why? Where did that come from? I felt into the ankle pain and re- I kind of revisited that moment where I was checking my phone and realized that the belief that it was all coming from was that I would be not good enough if I didn't respond right away, that my friend would not want to be my friend anymore if I was not responsive. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but it was this belief I had that I had to respond right away or else I wouldn't be worthy as a friend. And so I'm responding in the dark while I'm walking, falling into a hole. And so this unworthiness, not good enough, all that was set into my ankles. And it was this instability that my body was taking the hit. And we can talk more about that in another episode, but that's polyvagal theory in a nutshell too, you know, that your nervous system affects every organ of the body. Also the koshas, you know, the layers of our being that our spiritual being gives the expression and the blueprint for our energetic, mental, and then therefore the physical being. So the physical being is the outermost layer of our being. I talk about this in the episode at candiswoo.com slash koshas. If you want to hear about that from a yogic perspective, how we see the manifestation of concrete reality the physical reality and how it relates to the spiritual emotional okay so enough about that let's get to the things that you can do or that might come up um, around accidents The one thing I love to do that helps me with any fall or accident, especially one that that I had any flash moment of feeling like, oh my gosh, am I going to be okay? Am I going to survive this? And that is to notice the moment that I realized I was okay. And I may not have realized it when it did happen, and you may not when you look back. But if you look back, when is the moment that now you know, or that you did know then, that you were alive and okay? And when you touch into that moment, let yourself have time and hang out there. And that's where you can see what happens in the body and let the body take that in. Let the body integrate it and go slow with it because the thing you didn't have in the accident or the fall or the hurt was time, most likely. Unless you did lie there and just let it all unfold itself, which is great if you did. You may not be left with trauma if you did. And when you feel into that you are alive and you're safe, let your body move in the way it might 
naturally move if it does or see what position your body is in. Imagine that moment. Maybe even let yourself be in the position of that moment where your body, whatever body position you were in. That really gives the body a way to completely or more so digest it. So that's two things here. Noticing the moment you felt you were okay and letting the body take its time in the aftermath of the accident. Now, if it's overwhelming, then you might want to step out of that and take a break. Um, The way you can do that is look around in your surroundings, look at something resourceful, touch your body. And in fact, when you know you're okay, you, you might instinctually touch your body, like checking, like, is my head here? How does my head feel? And by just going ahead to do that versus letting it come organically, that can support you too. I think both pathways are really extremely helpful. So it's funny, you know, your mind may realize you're alive. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast or you had carried on with your life, but the body may not feel it so much. And you may even grieve or you may even feel emotional about that when you do touch into that moment. Your body might want to rest. You might want to imagine who was helpful for you in the situation that did happen. Was there someone there in the aftermath or during it that was really kind? Could have been a stranger or maybe it was you with yourself that felt good or maybe someone else loving was there when you looked for them or they came to you. If that was there for you, if you touch into that, that helps also bring a level of safety to the body so that whatever else needs to integrate can have a larger capacity inside of you to do so. Now, if you didn't have someone there or any kind person or if who was there was unkind or hurtful, who do you wish would have been there? And it could be anyone or anything, any being that would be supportive to you. And imagine that happening in the moment it would have been just right for you. If you did fall or however the accident happened, you could also let that happen slowly and in a safe way. So sometimes people use exercise balls and people to support them in having a slow motion fall, like really slow motion. It might even be like sitting on the the uh, exercise ball and just slightly leaning towards the direction that the fall happened, if there was a fall, okay? And that already can bring up activation in the body. And it's helpful to just do a little bit at a time and then a little more and back off and a little more. And if you're creating the whole fall, and remember, we're not recreating it the way it was. We are renegotiating it. We're designing it a new way by letting the body show us what way it wanted. 
then you might eventually let the body softly, slowly, easily land on pillows or cushy things and also feel the activation that comes up there and letting the body find the ground again. Now, maybe you had a trip and a like a trip and a fall or a trip and you hit something. All these things can be also worked with slowly. I can imagine, you know, a couch or a bed in front of you and just like having the support of things so that your body can just be in the motion, the position of what happened and the weight of your body is less by, you know, because of the support so that you can let the activation come up and integrate, digest. But also, maybe when you are falling, if you let the, imagine the fall happening and let it happen really slowly, you might notice micro movements. Maybe this shoulder goes back. If you follow that, what happens? Oh, maybe the shoulder goes back and your right arm starts to reach as if it could reach for a handlebar or something. And it doesn't matter if that wasn't there in real life. Similar to, I wanted to stop that car with my hands. It's whatever your body wishes would happen and it might unfold with your slow micro movements if you let them unfold and evolve. So wow, wouldn't it have been great, you know, to grab onto something and instead of falling, you have some support where you could grab someone's hand. And as I'm suggesting these, just reminding you that these are kind of menu options because it's really best to let the body show you from its organic movement the thing it instinctually wanted. And just as these options are put out there, it's something that can just open your world a little so, uh, or remind you if you're already aware of these things so that it can be an option if it does start to come up. So as a whole, you're giving your body what you didn't get to have in that moment or didn't get to do in that moment. If you're noticing tension in your chest, follow it, let it happen. What happens next? What happens if you follow the tension in your jaw or throat? Or if you play with it and let air come out of your mouth? Does that tension want to scream or say something or make a noise? Is it the held back tears that are waiting to be felt or the anger or, or something? And again, it's not a mental process. It's a following and unfolding and unwinding of the body where it it had to lock in this fear energy and these impulses into the body. It's also helped me to do a little self-touch work or have touch work done or um, supporting my body from another practitioner. I recently worked with a cranial sacral therapist and her work was just fabulous for these recent bike falls that I had. And I'm going to continue working with her because I'm constantly having some impact with mountain biking. Um, But for me, even just holding, I do touch 
somatic touch and um, working with the joints can be really helpful. I also do Reiki. So if you have any of this background, you can use this on yourself. And if you don't, that's okay. You can hold your own body and see what happens. And it's really a holding of the body, maybe where it hurts or in a more distal point from where it hurts. So if your shoulder hurts, let's say, or feels funny or tension, maybe holding the wrist at the end of that shoulder. And when you hold that joint, holding it and just feeling your attention at that joint as if you're listening to this part of the body. And what you're listening for is feeling, sensation, even hits of information that come to you or images. Heat or coolness, pulse. Sensation that moves. And what happens is then usually the body knows what to do. The intelligence of the body starts allowing what integration needs to happen. Energy may start to move and releases from the shoulder area down because that is the general movement for uh, the energy in our arm. Even through the meridians, there's a downward energy and then there's also an upward energy from the hands to the shoulders. But we want that energy to be fluid. And when we have tension, that's where it's getting stuck. So when you hold, it's not with the intention of changing it, but just being with it, letting yourself feel what happens and what it's like, what's already happening. You can do the same with your spine or any wounds of impact. You might want to recover your relationship with earth, with the ground, if you had a fall on the ground or maybe you hit something like a wall or some object just being in contact with that or playing with being near that object or farther, what kind of activation happens in your body and letting any of that metabolize and allow different meanings to come up. If you start to notice, wow, I really wanted to say no and I didn't get to, or I really wanted to scream and that reminds me of a scream that I needed to have towards someone in my life in the past and the meanings that come with all of those impulses could be plentiful you know it could feel like I'm incapable or I'm powerless or that when the scream happens I'm reclaiming my power I get to say no. I'm allowed to say no. I am powerful. I'm worthy. I'm allowed to have what I want or need. Just so many things could come up in these situations, in these little moments. And that's why I think working with someone, even for me, knowing, you know, having this, these, all these tools, I still really like to work with someone because it gives me another person with a nervous system that is not in this state. And we do need to make direct contact with the place in which, the context in which the trauma happened 
to let that fully integrate. That's why we can know we're alive, but some part of our nervous system and our body and our experience doesn't know. And we can't just tell it, yeah, you're alive. We have to really connect with the energy, the experience of what happened, and from there, bridge it back into safety or to safety. So I love getting creative with it um, and seeing from which place the body can first be supported into feeling more safety. That's why I like to start with, when did you know you were alive or okay? And was there any support there for you? Or who would you wish would support you? Those things remind the nervous system of safety. And then you can go into the harder parts where the shock happened or the pain happened or really intense impact happened. And I don't recommend doing all this if you're doing it in a deep way. I don't really recommend doing it all in one go because it's a lot for the body to digest. Since it's a compressed experience in time, when you do digest it in a thorough way, it's like it opens up like an accordion and it's dimensional and deep and it's to do it all at once might be like having 10 meals at one time and forcing your body to digest that. It's a lot. So I hope this is all helpful for you and um, gives you a sense of what might be happening for your body. And you might look back and even on younger accidents. My mom had an accident where she was riding on the back of my aunt's um, back, like piggyback. And they walked down the stairs and she fell forward. And my mom fell over and rolled down the stairs. And she attributes that to be a defining moment as to when some compression happened in her spine, in her neck. And now she has some numbness in her hands. So I'm hoping that she might do some cranial sacral work and some SE work with that, which sounds like she's preparing for that soon. So that's all for today. Um, I really liked this topic and a lot of it was coming up for me. I was having a lot of falls with my mountain biking. So I was, it was just top of mind. And um, with all that's happening in the world, some of these things can be applied to other situations as well. If you're having scary situations, if you're in the protests, if you are in the wildfires, some of these techniques on just finding safety and resource can be really helpful touching your body to remind it of uh, its safety that you're here you have all of the limbs you have or the parts of your body that are here and letting your body digest that all these things can be really helpful there is a workshop that i created an online video series on touch to provide safety, to heal trauma, um, and also to create boundaries and uh, work with anger. And you can find part one and part two of that at candicewoo.com touch if you're interested in um, developing touch work, even the joint work that I mentioned today, touching the joints, that is all part of that video series. It's really great to have you here today long episode today. It's been longer than 
the usual ones lately where I've kept them to like 30 or 40 minutes, 20 minutes sometimes. Um, but this is a big topic. So thanks for joining me. I hope you're all okay out there and um, wishing you that you can find some ease and health in your body and maybe working through some accidents or falls or impact traumas that might be impacting you today, even if you don't know it. Um, I hope if that inspires you, maybe it's time to do that. Thanks so much again for listening. See you next time on the Embody Podcast.